0: Catch a pitch from the Carlton Football Club. You're listening to the coaches panel. Dane Zorco here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johansson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. And you're listening to the coaches panel. Max normal Football Club. This is Nat Five from
1: the Fremantle Football Club. And you're listening to the coaches panel. You heard his name as a part of the intro. Max Gorn is who we're talking about today in the 50 most relevant. Number five, maybe few. That's too high because of what happened just a few weeks ago. But one way or another, whether you choose to start with him or not, there's a fairly safe bet you're going to want Max in your fantasy footy side when you get to a completed team. Helping me talk about Max, the big, big superstar Ruckman, I've got Benny Gogos. Hello, mate. How are you? Hey, mate,
0: going very well. Very excited to speak about Big Max today.
1: Well, we gave you a big one just yesterday in Matty Boer, and Max Gorn is not too far away from being an absolute superstar of the fantasy footy community, not just of the past two years, but likely yet again in 2020. Still just the 28 years old, this Ruckman has a ceiling that when we look at our Rucks... Brody Grundy's the only real guy that can hit the same level of ceiling consistently last year he saved his best score for the final round of the year and that's where you like it isn't it it was a 154 against the Kangaroos in AFL Fantasy while it was an insane 212 in Supercoach that same game An average of just 111 was his seasonal best in AFL Fantasy, while another year in the high 120s, 128 in Supercoach. He's pricey, but oh my friends, he's worth every cent. Just a touch under 700,000 in Supercoach, just over 800,000 in Dream Team, and 826,000 in AFL Fantasy. And Ben, when we look back at the 2019 season from the Melbourne Football Club, safe to say it was that I will want to forget very, very quickly, but it wasn't because of a down season from Max Gorn. He was sensational yet again last year for us.
0: Absolutely. He was very, very dominant once again. There was really no down in his performance, and you couldn't say that for very, very many members of the Melbourne Footy Club. I think Clayton Oliver was another guy yep. that kind of maintained his output, but... You go back and you look through the numbers from the 2018 to the 2019 season. It's, it's incredible. It's almost like they are a different set of players. So Gorn was one of those guys that really maintained his output. And, you know, he started to add a few strings to the bow. He's he's just such a such a brilliant player in and amongst the uh, rock contest these days. I think we're speaking off air just before. And the beauty with Max Gorn is uh, in Dream Team, you pretty well know, guaranteed he's going to have about 40 points from hit out to loan. Even more so in Super Coach, given he's so so good at making those uh, positive outcomes for the Melbourne Footy Club. So. He's just a, a great player, and uh, he had another phenomenal 2019 season.
1: Yeah, he did 21 games last year. He averaged 39 hitouts, 18 possessions, six score involvements, five marks, five clearances. He was third across the entire league for hitouts and seventh in the league for total contested marks. Yeah, he's not just dominant in and around the stoppages, but he's also a really strong guy, both when they need him to go forward as, and create a forward target, but also around the grounds and in the back line when they need that help. He's got no problems clunking big marks. Kicking for goal? An area of growth for Big Maxi, But in terms of Clunk and the Dukes, he's got no problems with doing that. If you look across his AFL fantasy and dream team numbers, an average of 111. Not bad through there. 16 tons from his 21 games. Of those tons, he translated 9 of them into scores over 120. And of course that big 150 plus score to wrap up the season. Additionally important through this really high strong ceiling and frequency is a guy that really won't hurt you. With just the two scores below 80 all season, um, he just didn't hurt you. And in one of those games, he actually rolled his ankle quite severely early in the second quarter, was pretty much off the ground for the rest of that quarter, and then was plonked forward for the vast majority of the game from that point on. So really, while it is in there and it did impact the average, it's really just the one game that he struggled to go over 80 in afl fantasy last year and that was round one against port adelaide
0: yeah it's, it's funny as well because uh there was obviously question marks on him uh in the preseason heading into 2019 with Braden Bruce um, mm. having a having arrived and um you know everyone was expecting this you know Bruce is a great ruckman everyone was expecting him to sort of be um, a key member of the team given that he he made the move over um that didn't eventuate as possibly was was somewhat predictable but mm. yeah we we're, we're all a little bit concerned but uh, the concerns were certainly unwarranted
1: yeah no they um, weren't
0: yeah he's he's become a a fantastic player i mean i i know i've got a fair few friends that actually played footy with him down in his Ormond days as a as a junior footballer and you heard some very interesting stories <laughs> about his attitude towards football back then, and um, I can comfortably say that it's it's almost incredible the transformation now, where he's he's just an ever-reliable leader of that uh, of that midfield division for Melbourne. And I think again in our 2020 he's going to be a leader for our uh, fantasy sides, especially as a as a potential captain option um, on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, just like he's rumoured to be one of the either sole or joint captains for Melbourne, he's a great leader for us in every single format of the game in Supercoach. He's even better. Uh, An average of 128. That is the second year in a row he's been up around that area. 18 tons from his 21 games it's insane of those 13 are over 120 and four over 150 including that two one two and just like in supercoach just the two scores really dropping beneath the marker that we really need it to be he had three scores all year that he didn't turn up one was injury impacted the other was an 87 and a 99. Week in and week out he gets it done and yeah you're right if you if you started the year without maxi Gorn and thinking oh, you get to that round one game that 68 in dream team and fantasy 87 in supercoach you're taking him on you're thinking this is exactly the way i want it to go then the next time he didn't turn up in Coach was round 15. He just went 116, 126, 113, 126, 145, 127, 109, 144, 149, 158, 153, 151. Nothing like to lull you into a false sense of security, is it, with Big Max? Because not only did he do it last year, he's done it in 2018. That year in AFL Fantasy, 18 tonnes across that format, 5 over 150. And again, just the two scores beneath 90. Um, in Supercoach it's very very similar in terms of how that translated a- across for us year in, year out he gets great frequency of tons, great ceiling of tons and he is a genuine captaincy option against anyone in a Dream Team in a Coach format
0: Absolutely mate, commendable effort getting through all those uh, high numbers there that was uh, quite impressive but um, he he's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, you know, I could wax lyrical about him for days. I think we all know, as a fantasy community, just how good he is yeah. these days. He's, uh, he's been very, you know, quite durable over the past uh, forty eight oh, 24 months. Um, yep. He had one season where he was where he was injured, but prior to that, you know, he'd been dominant as well. So he's really been quite a dominant rock for the past four years. Um, we we get we know what we're going to get with um, Max Scorni. He's fantastic, and I think there's there's only positives we can say. <laughs> Um, of course in the preseason season he's, he's injured his knee which is where the discussion becomes a little bit more interesting
1: yeah it does, safe to say things didn't go his way in the preseason is probably an understatement, uh, at a preseason training camp, uh, injured his knee thank goodness it wasn't as severe as it could have been knowing he's had two ACL injuries before in his career but just a strained medial ligament which is a positive for us in terms of it's far, you know nowhere near as invasive as it could have been for a knee injury or as long term Um, and he's no certainty to be named round one either at this stage he's touch and go for the final of the Marsh preseason games let alone also then as we venture into round one he's no certainty but he's running at the moment not at full pace but he's certainly running and at time of recording the club and he are really adamant that he should be right to go for round one. I suppose, Ben, you could look at it in two ways and and both are perfectly adequate. One, he's now likely to be much more unique than he was a month ago as a starting squad option. The other, I suppose, is he now could start a little slower and be a nice upgrade target.
0: Absolutely. And this this really follows on very nicely from our Matt DeVore uh, conversation yesterday. So... Uh, kind of what we alluded to a little bit was if you you select someone like a Patrick Cripps or you know in this case a Max and both of them average around that 110 in, in Dream Team and Fantasy uh, you really need them to be probably outperforming that number over the first six weeks for it to be a, a huge success so they probably need to do 120 maybe even 130 yep. um, over the over that initial to hold the value period to hold the value and also to be to be, quote-unquote, a successful selection in the sense that, okay, you guys know that they're, that they're probably going to average 110 or thereabouts for the season, but you're getting their good period of scoring yep. right at the start of the year. So it's a, so I think with Max Gorn, we, we're now uh, strongly under the impression that we're not going to get that fierce scoring run from the get-go. Um, so that would initially make you think, okay, uh, look, we're not going to start with him. We're going to wait for his price to drop. The problem with that as well is that we then we then start to get a backlog of players that we want to be bringing yeah. in at You know, round six, round five, and we're only going to have so much money. I mean, that's not when our our cows aren't necessarily fattened by that time. You yep. might have might have one cow that you're you're willing to cull. You might have one upgrade, um, but really, it's more around that round eight period. And look, there's there's every case to be made that Max Gordon starts a bit slow. He might have two mm. or three weeks where he's you know he struggles a little bit i also don't think that his downside is as high as say um a midfielder that potentially gets tagged by matt de because yep. as we were speaking about before with his uh his hitouts, he can get you know 40 50 points from the hitouts alone so he's a his uh his basement, score yeah. is probably gonna his basement scoring is gonna be you know 80 90 you know in super coach <laughs> Given what you just told me before, that's about a hundred. You know, his basement might be around the hundred mark. So, yeah, um, it's it's pretty interesting from that that perspective. And you start to think, well, hey, if he's a little bit unique, um, heading into say round three, round four, he's maybe done a little bit less than what's expected. But then he starts to really fire up. It might be a little bit mm. difficult for people to bring him in. Um, look, naturally, my my feeling is, um, and the way I'd sort of view it at the moment is that I would probably be keener on upgrading to him. Yeah. But it's definitely a debate that people have got to work through because I can, I can see this going a couple of ways where he might have two two weeks where he's slightly below average, and then he really heats up yeah. and you struggle to bring him in. Yeah, it's a um, really well, good point, that's isn't completely
1: it? Completely possible. Yeah, Absolutely, because how many you're right? How many of these guys can you? take on and then get at that price. I'm seeing a lot of people choose to go I'll get Lloyd cheaper or I'll get Dusty cheaper or I'll get McRae cheaper or I'll get Dunkley cheaper. It's like that's fine. That's cool. Go for that. But you're only going to get one of them, and that's presumed they don't you know, go over and above what their average point, price point is. You're only going to get one of these guys at that cheaper price. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to catch them all. You, yes, it's okay. We can't start with every premium, but if you're going, this is the guy I'm taking on, I'm going to get him on in the first five or six weeks, you're only going to get one. You're not going to get four.
0: Absolutely. I'll, and I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit. Like we can... We can also say, look, he's had such a history of knee injuries, and that yep. is, of course, a concern. Um, so you, you look at it from both end, both sides of the table. But I just think, uh, you know, if he's heading into the season and he's and he's named round one, and he's only owned by, you know, potentially fifteen or twenty percent of the competition, I that's to me that's still a tempting prospect. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the best fantasy players in the game. So, um, and it will be interesting as well to see how the Rucks line up. Like, are we? Are we going to have a super value ruck at any point? Um, are we we sort of thinking that there's full value in the ruck? Yeah. Potentially you don't want to get someone that's, that's on the cheapest side. Um, so, it's a, I mean, like Tim English is a guy that I think possibly has a bit of upgrade yep. uh, upside to him. But, you know, he's, he's almost priced now at the point where you'd, if he was, say, a, a forward, you would be thinking, well, I probably need to keep him at that price. Yep. Um, so it becomes a it becomes a very interesting debate and a bit of an an interesting narrative for us to have heading
1: yeah. It certainly does as you head into the year. You know, it's the, do I start him? Do I cop a a potential little down, but know that I've got him for the year and it it kind of counterbalances that out? Or do you take, you know, English as a player you mentioned, or some guys that have featured in the 50 most relevant, like Sam Jacobs, who's at a good price, nice early fixture. He's a candidate. Nick Natanui, probably more super coach than the other formats. But again, both of those guys have shown they've got a, a nice history of scoring and can they be that quick? stepping stone over to Max Gorn for you to capitalise on that. Possible forecasted slow start Who knows? But it is going to be a fascinating thing to see what people do because he's got back-to-back seasons of 125-plus averages in Supercoach and 110-plus averages in AFL Fantasy. And beyond Brody Grundy, he's the only other Ruckman I severely trust to get back within those reach of numbers. And let's be honest, if you don't start, Max, chances are you're going to try to find a way to get him in at some point during the year.
0: Yeah it's, it's hard to uh see a world in which he's not a primary upgrade target. I yeah. mean it, it probably would take something from uh, one of the guys like Rowan Marshall maybe taking another step yep. up. Um, O'Brien maybe Wits Goldie yeah. like but even then Yeah it's, it's hard to see it. Yeah. Um, I think Marshall, to me, Marshall, not probably very, very hard to say. We, you know, I look back at the history of, our, of us playing the game, and Dean Cox was the last guy um, that was really solidly around those numbers for more than half a decade. And I, I think at the moment we're going through a period where we're going to have like probably two or three superstar rockmen, and that's a. An exciting prospect, but it's it's quite unusual. So, uh, yeah, you know, enjoy enjoy the next three seasons or four seasons of going still it is uh you know, maximum output because he's, he's one of the most uh, exciting players to watch in the game.
1: Yeah, I agree. Look, the the addition of Jackson through the draft, um, you know, is great for the long-term prospects of the Melbourne Footy Club. But I don't see this having any immediate or a drastic impact on, on the scoring of Max. That's for sure. And we've seen what Proust does. To Max score and scoring. Let's talk about drafts though, Ben. Keen to get your take on where he goes. The preseason injury may see him dip a little bit because in Supercoach he was a, a genuine early first round selection, maybe a late first round in fantasy, definitely on the turn in the second. Do you still see him going in those sort of positions, or does he does he drop back five or ten selection positions in a draft now because of the injury?
0: No, in the, in the draft for me, he actually doesn't drop down at all. Yeah, um, because I I see it as being a very short term um, downside. Now, yeah. if you if you're concerned about him as a long term injury concern, given he's, he's had knee prospects, then maybe maybe that would factor into the decision making. But if you have those concerns, I suggest he's a non selection for you because you know you're going to be paying a, a first or second rounder for him. So. If you hold concerns, possibly look elsewhere, but I don't really hold those concerns. Yep. It's been super durable for the last uh, 24 months. So, um, and this is, this looks like a very minor injury. He's already been up and running apparently. So, um, all looks positive. I would be taking him after maybe the the sixth selection in a AFL fantasy yep. draft, and I'd be taking him very very early in Super Coach, like he's top three type selection for me. If, there, yeah.
1: So most drafts, the the Common perception amongst the fantasy community is Brody Grundy goes one. Again, right or wrong, yep. common perception is Grundy goes one. Say you have uh pick two in a super coach draft. Is Max Gorn a genuine option or should you be looking for the Whitfield, McRae, Dangerfield, Fife types? What what are you doing if you've got pick two in a in a supercoach draft, mate? To,
0: today I think I go Max Gorn. Yeah. Um, now Whit, Whitfield's the the other one that interests me. Um, Dangerfield, Dangerfield's exciting, but I think, you know, he's started to just get a little bit older. He's possibly not going to produce what he had at his best. Okay. I mean, that might be famous last words, sure. of course, but that, that's just my feeling. Um, but, yeah, I think Max Thorne's probably the guy at number two because uh, it, it would come down to him or Whitfield, and you really are scraping the barrel because they're both bloody brilliant selections. <laughs> but I, I think I would... I would land on Max. Uh, I don't know whether that's that's a unique uh, decision or not. And obviously, there's still a few days come round one. You might get a little bit excited by Woodfield dominating the uh, the preseason competition. But yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that would be my my sort of call. What about you, MJ? I genuinely think it's a really fascinating selection. If I'm in a in a draft this year, I, I either want pick one or pick nine or ten. To be honest, I don't want to be <laughs> yep. anywhere in the middle of of that. But in in a super coach, pick two. Yeah, I think Gorn has to be a serious consideration last year. You know, in, in terms of how he's average, he was the second highest average player overall last year and fifth for total points even missing a game. So, look, he's yep. right. he's got to be right in that consideration as a number two pick because, again, you're going to keep him for the year. So, yeah, I, I think it's a genuinely good call, man. Uh, appreciate your thoughts as we've ta- chatted about Big Max. Thank you, MJ. If you want to go and check out the article on Maximum or any of the other players in the 50 Most Relevant, it is online now at coachespanel.tv. The links for where you can get early access content and a heap of other things for our Patreon supporters, that is also at coachespanel.tv. There's still a few sneaky spots too in a special draft league we're running. If you want to find all the details, it's all at the website four players left to go in the 50 most relevant. You can probably count who they are and figure it out. But have you got the order correct?